Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Greetings. You've landed at the VUC, IP Communications and VoIP Community. We would like to thank Simwood.com for their support. Simwood can turn you as a developer into a telco. Our hosted PBX is from OnSIP.com. And you can go to GetOnSIP.com for a URL people can click to call you. We've been privileged over the last five years to be using the best conference bridge on the planet. Yes, I'm talking about ZipDX.com, full-color, full-featured, full-HD conference bridge. Our website, VUC.me on the web, is hosted by Bluehost.com. And our worldwide local rate dial-ins are from Voxbone.com. Okay, welcome to VUC 538. Every week I think to myself, did we really do 537 before this one? But it's true, we did. And today we've got with us David Wilson, who's the CEO and founder of Jam Kazam. Hey, David. Already. Jam Kazam is a platform of which there have been several over the last even 10, maybe 15 years that allows we musicians to play together online at distances that vary. None of them have been particularly great because there's a problem that uh, most of our audience knows very well, which is latency, the internet latency. And I was looking at the speed of light and so on uh, a while back, and the speed of light, as everybody in this room knows, is 186,000 miles per second approximately in, I don't know which medium, but whatever. Anyway, we're going best you could ever hope to get would probably be about 30 milliseconds for anybody who's a few hundred miles away, I'm just guessing, say five, 500 to 1,000. I measured my ping time, and that's a parenthesis on that and say it doesn't mean that much, but the ping time for me to Paris, uh, Bordeaux to Paris, is 12 milliseconds. Talking to Andy and where were you, Andy? Manchester, I think. No, I don't know. Wherever he is in the UK, that, that uh, delay was already over. It was called poor. Why don't you tell us a little bit about those those ratings, David, and uh, maybe even back up and tell us what the heck Jam Kazam is? Because I've been so immersed in it the past few days, I forgot that people don't know. Tell us about it. Well, you know, broadly, Jam Kazam is a, is a new live music platform and a social network for musicians. And um, we actually started Jam Kazam by biting off the hardest thing that you can do first, which is a little backwards, but um, that's how we roll. So... Uh, anyway, um, the first thing that Jam Kazam, that we built Jam Kazam to do was to let musicians play music together over the internet from different locations as if they're sitting in the same room together. That's the goal. And in some cases that's possible and in, in others that's not uh, for reasons that have mostly to do with latency as you began to allude to. Okay, there was a uh, thought about making an, what I call an appliance. Now, in the VoIP world, we went through appliances. Uh, there was the PBX, software PBX, that ran on various computers. People would build the you know, computer in the basement, run the PBX, and then eventually it they were went into appliances. Yeah, James, let me put him on. James is showing an appliance right now. 
what appliance is that? I wonder. I can't see. Uh, this is uh, an embedded asterisk box, a cheap uh, right. Chinese one. So it's about twenty-five, 25 so, pounds. Right. So what that is is that's a that's a PBX that can do more than your telephone company was able to do at their central location 20, 30 years ago. It's amazing. It's just a little thing in a box. Uh, and jam the jam blaster idea was an appliance as well that would plug into the Ethernet router, and then you would plug audio into it. And did it need a computer, David? What's what's the rest of the story on that? Uh, on the Jam Blaster, no. The Jam Blaster actually was a uh, a computer and an audio interface uh, that are converged into a single purpose, you know, purpose-built appliance that's just for playing online. So it had a it had a it had a headphone jack or some way to listen as well. It did. It had a it has a headphone jack. It has a, a quad-core ARM processor in it. Um, you know, a fair bit of memory, onboard storage uh, for making recordings and things. Uh, the reason that we did it, you know, going back to latency is, you know, what we found is, you know, the best latency that we typically see, I mean, there is better, but if you're in a major metro area together, so say there's a bunch of musicians in Paris or, you know, closer to home here, uh, just down the road, say Houston, Texas, um, we had... Um, you know, a band that formed on Jam Kazam by meeting each other on Jam Kazam, their, their internet latency to each other was a 20 millisecond ping, which means a ping is round trip, so it was 10 milliseconds one way, which is what really matters. So with 10 milliseconds of internet latency, the interesting thing is that we found the audio processing latency, forget the internet for a minute and just think about how much time it takes your computer um, and an audio interface that's plugged into that computer to process the audio to turn analog audio into digital and vice versa. Um, the average of you know literally um, thousands of combinations of computers and audio interfaces that we've seen on our service so far is about 14 milliseconds. And so what we found that kind of surprised us uh, you know a long time ago was the amount of time spent processing the audio just inside your computer, could actually be more than the time it took the audio to transit the internet from one musician to another, which is pretty shocking. So the idea of the Jam Blaster was to, uh, you know, probably three or four things. One was radically reduce um, the time spent processing audio on the computer, and we got the Jam Blaster down to under three milliseconds full round trip. That's all the way in and out through the through the app, doing everything it's got to do. Um, so that was a massive savings in latency, which gives you more internet latency budget to work with. Um, and then, you know, the, the other issues had to do with things like usability. So a lot of people struggle to use audio interfaces and get them configured properly. Um, so this one is just plug and play. It just works. And, um, and then, you know, some people have older computers. They're still running Windows XP, you know, things like that. So... Um, it takes all of that out because it's increasingly a post-PC world. A lot of kids coming up now just have a smartphone or a tablet, and so you could use it with a smartphone or a tablet. You don't need a computer at all at this point. So the interface would be with a, t with a tablet or a phone? Or did I yes, basically a companion app, okay. which is increasingly common these days. The, the UI, the, the interface that you, you use to control the thing, get into sessions and all that, would run. it can run on a smartphone, a tablet, or a computer.
Absolutely. That's excellent. Um, a quick uh, sharing of experience I've had with friends who are trying to get on, and many of them hopefully are listening now. Um, so, you know, they, they load the app. They get that set up. It uh, works. Oh, here, Michael's got a photo. That's nice. There's a shot of the Jam Blaster I'm showing on the screen there. And it's got those slick uh, double standard input connectors, which are called, I can't remember. E-trip combo ports. Right, the combo <laughs> ports. XLR and, and 6.3 mil, too. Lovely. Yes. I wish they had those when I was a teenager, when I had uh, all those. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's a great idea. Um, the people are reporting around 8 and 9 milliseconds on their audio interface. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if you could get it down to half or less, that's nice. The biggest problem, though, is incompressible, and that is uh, obviously the speed of light. But even when you divide that by 10, uh, the... The other problem, as I was talking to you uh, on the phone the other day about, is that we don't have, that's fine if you're in one, in the same city, but you guys are saying, yeah, you could be you know, all over the world. Well, all over the world, we're going to see in a few minutes because we have a drummer in Florida, a bass player in, in Denmark, uh, a guitar player in, uh, in the UK near Manchester, I think, Paul? Yeah, that's right. And he's, uh, see, these guys are, they're so well-behaved for musicians. I asked them, I begged them to be silent, and they're silent. Uh, and I am in Bordeaux, France. So each of us, uh, there's 3,800 miles between me and the drummer, and the, most of us and the drummer. Anyway, we'll, we'll have that demo in just a moment. Um, but the incompressible yes. problem is that until the Internet gets faster and better peered, I guess, and maybe, I don't know if Tim has any comments, but we have a lot of people who know a lot about this stuff. I don't know what mm -hmm. direction we have to go in, because it wouldn't be good enough just if everybody had fiber, unless everybody in the world was on Google's fiber, in which case that might help. I don't know. Tim, you have any comments on this? You don't have to, but if you do. Yeah, sure. Um, I think, I mean, I, I was very interested in what David was saying about the, the devices, that you know, the delay in the machines being big, and and it's... It's. Uh, I mean, I do um, mostly speech, but I do internet uh, voiceover IP stuff, and, and I spend a lot of time wondering about where that time has racked up. And and on some platforms, it really is the device. I mean, Android is hideous in terms of adding 100 milliseconds to anything. Um, whereas bizarrely, the the iPad is pretty good actually. The you know, and, and the Mac is even better. Um, so you know you get get down to sensible numbers on those, and that, and that's that's kind of you don't, trouble is you don't know when you bought it. So you actually you're gonna have to you're gonna have to go and ask musician friends about you know how 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 bad is the latency on X Y Z tablet or X Y Z desktop, and then then you know from one production run to the next, Dell will change what audio devices they put in there. So you're there's like a whole series of things you you can't control from the technical point of view when you're when you're in this game I think um, but uh, as far as the latency is concerned I, I don't know actually I think the, the, the I mean for me the first hop the, the, the is adds about I think it's 10 or 12 milliseconds so you know if you get that that router step down the ADSL VDSL whatever the DSL step down to almost nothing which you presume you would if you had Direct fiber con connectivity. Um, that would help. That would take another 10 out of it. Um, but what I don't know, because I'm not enough of a musician, is how far down you have to get before it's acceptable. 
Um, and I, you know, I know what that is for speech, but I don't know what it is for music. I'm ignorant in that um, huge area. I think we decided a while back, uh, and just for people who have no idea what we're talking about, the man, the man in the moon effect of old time long distance, where you've got an echo uh, that's so bad that it's like a beat or two away. That would be about. 100, maybe 250 would be the horrible, horrible 250 milliseconds. 150, you're already hearing a pretty bad echo. Everybody agree with me on that? On voice. Uh, so, but then for VoIP, I mean, once you're in the below 80, you're fine, as long as you're not both talking at once. And just to be clear, that's completely unacceptable for playing music. Absolutely. Right. Although we're so, going to see that in a minute because we have 90s. <laughs> yeah. So, so to be clear about one of the things you said earlier, I want to be clear. We haven't said that you can play with everybody all over the world or that it will work for that. In fact, we've specifically disclaimed that and said that doesn't work. And generally, playing intercontinentally doesn't work. Um, and you know, and it, you're you're right. It's very it's very random. You know, for example. If I'm on Time Warner here in Austin, I can play with lower latency to somebody in Nashville, Tennessee from here who's on Comcast than I can to a friend of mine who literally lives just down the street, you know, two doors, who's on AT&T. So, um, so the answer is wildly different, and it depends. And, uh, you know, if you're going to solve this problem completely, um, you can't just do it with a box that solves the audio processing, you know, issues. It's a multifaceted problem, and you do have to bite off kind of all of the portions of it. And and there are things that actually can be done to reduce internet latency. I'm not going to get into those, you know, on this on this particular conference because we haven't we haven't gotten into any of that publicly yet. But there are things that can be done, and you can kind of put on your you know imagination hat and come up with some of those pretty easily. Um, the uh, you know the the, the point about fiber, fiber does help because it does help on that last mile. You know, once you get past that first hop onto the fiber backbone on the internet, you can go a very long way very quickly, obviously, because you you are, you know, close to the speed of light at that point. Um, and in terms of what, what musicians can tolerate, um, you know, there, there was a really interesting research paper that was done uh, by a gentleman who's a professor at a, a university in, uh, in Germany, and he's done a lot of um, uh, very good research in this area. Um, he does the SoundJack uh, open source software that has been pioneering in this area for a while. Uh, Dr. Alexander, I don't know how you, his last name is C-A-R-O-T. I'm not sure how that's spelled. But in our in our experience, you know, as a slushy kind of a number, somewhere around 30 milliseconds one way is what can be tolerated. It depends on the tempo, obviously, of the piece, the level of precision. If you're, you know, needing to play quarter notes or sixteenth notes and stay in sync, all of this kind of stuff comes into play. So there's not a hard and fast. Um, but in our experience, somewhere around that 30 to 35 millisecond area you start to get into trouble and then things rapidly degrade and then go over the edge of the cliff. Um, and there are things even in that case that you can do to help, like, you know, we built a, a distributed real-time metronome that can help solve some of the problems there. It's a very interesting, thorny problem, multifaceted, and the thing that nobody has done to date is to do everything that you can do. Um, everybody so far has just built an app and said, voila. That, that won't really do it. Um, if you're going to really solve this problem and make it 
a mass market suitable thing that will work for a lot of musicians in a lot of the cases. Uh, there, there are a, a large number of technology problems that you have to overcome together. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There's a, some funny things. So uh, Matthew is with us from Matrix.org, and he mentioned some really interesting stuff. In fact, I think some of it already scrolled off the screen, but here, here's where I started. He says, by the way, an interesting quirk with audio latency, stop typing, <laughs> is that the lower frequencies have less perceptible la latency than the higher frequencies. And plus for speech, if anything less, if, for speech, anything less than about 150 meg milliseconds, kind of gets hidden by your brain's audio processing. And that's 100% true. We all know that. Your brain takes over and you don't notice it anymore because we're all used to VoIP and we're all used to uh, horrible delays. Uh, for music, you need less than, he says, less than 30. He's agreeing with you or 60 round trip. He measured a ping to my IP and says it's 20. So maybe we'll see something uh, shortly on that. Maybe we'll try something. And uh, his final comment was the speed of light sucks, and we certainly can all agree on that. <laughs> but anyway, yes, so the point is to minimize. Uh, I suggest that we try the first demo because it's it, uh, first demo is slightly less ambitious in that it's only three of us, and we are located in uh, the UK. In uh, Let me I not only don't have enough arms, but I've got three computers running. Uh, Paul in the UK on guitar, uh, and Per in um, Denmark is on bass. Per is going to play a track because that's the way it works best. Uh, and then he's going to play on that, and then, and then Paul and I are going to alternate soloing. It's going to be very short. The name of the tune is, uh, this is by Per, and it's called Brazilian Wax. We're going to start it just a second. Also, we're waiting for... Uh, yeah, Dennis on drums in Florida. He'll be on the next tune. So let's get this one happening. Um, oh, everybody's name is up and everything. So we've got we've got the there's the Jam Kazam screen. There's so many videos that they've made. I think we won't bother to do a demo of Jam Kazam itself unless there's some crazy thing we need to show. So let's here's what you're going to see. Uh, you ready, Pear? Yes. Okay. So what we need now. So I'll do the first verse. Uh, then Paul on guitar will uh, come okay. in on the second verse. Here we yes. go. Remember the foreplay. I'll start it up now. Foreplay. Oh, that's exciting. And then, the, of course... How many bars? <laughs> since, the, since it hasn't started this damn, yet. This damn thing has frozen now. Hum oh, no. <laughs> and that's that how is. How many bars?
<laughs> yeah, I forgot a few things there. Okay, great. So you see that um, we didn't measure all the ping times and everything there, but they're considerable. Uh, Pear is located at something like 1,100 miles from me. Uh, the UK, between here and Manchester, I have no idea how far that is. But So we had a little star network going there, and it's uh, better than I expected. I, I should say, though, that... Um YouTube, or, or rather Hangouts, the uh, codec didn't do you a great deal of um, justice. It couldn't cope with the complexity Yeah, of that. you know what? There's an explanation for that, and uh, I've got to slow down my talk here because I, I was swearing profusely a few minutes ago. YouTube, for some reason, Hangouts, just within the last two days, disabled studio mode. Huh. And I just, I mean, I was F-bombing... Adam F. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's so obnoxious because it went off with no warning. Well, okay, fine. It's a free platform. Don't complain. But it You went should off. have told me, Randy. We, I'm sure it's in, still enabled for, you know, the select few, and we could have probably uh, we arranged that if... Yeah, if, that's true. You know. Well, anyway, the thing is, it went off. So you, you switch to studio mode. This is worth saying, actually. You switch to studio mode. And in typical Google fashion, there's a little red line, so you're still in studio mode, and there's a little red line that says, you are now in voice mode. Click here for more information. You click there for more information. It doesn't mention anything about the fact that studio mode is disabled. This is how you don't do this shit, folks. This is how you do not do this. If you have a link that says more info, put some more flaming info there, okay? Yeah, Randy, I just, God. speaking speaking for Jam Kazam very briefly here, I just want to say the audio quality in sessions is excellent. It's I mean, much it, better. I'm sorry to it's, hear. Yeah. It's very, very good. It doesn't sound like that. So, I'm so, so don't sorry. draw conclusions about the audio quality from what you're hearing on the Hangout. In my experience, it sounds, you know, as good as, you know, sitting next to each other in terms of audio quality. The question is really latency, not audio quality. yeah. yeah. Sure, and, and in fact, WebRTC has been taken on board by some companies who do remote contribution uh, directly into digital audio workstations. So uh, I, I can't remember the name of them off the top of my head, but I actually have a free service where you can have your Pro Tools um, you know, directly connected via the web to voice talent or a musician who's playing tracks into a live session, and it works great. So um, the core tech is good. Yeah, they, they've just made a, a set of um, settings which optimize for well, conference calls, in, in essence, and, uh, and those settings are really not optimal for music. I just wanted to get that in there before anyone thought, as you say, that it was uh, intrinsic to the platform. It's intrinsic to the immense mess of, of wires and complexity that, that Randy is using and then plugging it into Hangouts, which is uh, making things, I don't know, um, uh, which is un uh, at the last minute, which is um, regrettable, let's say. Yeah, and with all this audio routing, I see that uh, nothing seems to be getting to ZipDX. Or is it, uh, no, it's the ha the uh, the other app is not getting anything. So I'm recording silence for all this time. All right, well, I was going to say there's a local recording, but I'm afraid there isn't. We're going to take a little break and get James to tell us some of the events that are coming up. This will take about a minute, but uh, James, uh, if you could hold forth for that long. Pretend, okay. that, you're, pretend that you're at that the uh, parish council now. Thank you. Uh, this is VoiceOver Man in UK, <laughs> and I'm going to burble for a little bit whilst uh, Randy prepares to get ready for the next segment. And I'm going to tell you about 
uh, four events that are coming up. Uh, the first one of which is Kama Elio World, which will take place on the 27th to 29th of May in Berlin. A Kama Elio World is a lot more than just Kama Elio, which is uh, one of the core applications upon which big chunks of um, carrier grade um, telecoms are based. Um, we'll get the best of the best of the uh, application developer world all turning up and uh, having a great time at the Fraunhofer Focus Institute in Berlin. So um, do come along. End of May in Berlin. Weather is wonderful. Great company. And the VUC team will all be there. Moving on, uh, the next big event is TADHack Global. This is the Telecom Application de uh, Developers uh, Hackathon, which is taking place um, with a central site in Lisbon in Portugal and 12, 12 other sites globally, taking place over the weekend 13th to 14th of June. And you can either um, go to one of the sites or you can uh, enter remotely. Big prizes in that one and lots of great tools, great people, and once again, I think VUC will be in attendance. Moving forward to later in the summer now, ClueCon, which started off as the big free switch um, event, is taking place in Chicago, 7th, both 3rd to the 7th of August. Now, like Kama Elio, FreeSwitch is one of those building blocks upon which lots and lots of things are built. So it's a lot more than just FreeSwitch. It's all the other ecosystems that go along with it. Once again, great people, um, mostly from the American side of the pond as opposed to the uh, European side. And the last event on our big calendar is Astricon. Now, everybody in the, in the voiceover IP world knows what asterisk is because it's the, the basic building block of just about everything and everybody starts off on, on, on asterisk. Um, consequently, there'll be loads and loads of developers all in one place, um, lots of voiceover IP celebrities, including, hopefully, uh, Randy, and the wonderful, the queen of uh, voiceover IP, uh, will be there, Alison Smith, the voice that launched a thousand ships. And this year, Astricon is taking place 13th to 15th of October in Florida, in the hotel which is um, bolted on the end of Universal Studios. So you can get away with taking the wife and family as well. They can go and do Universal Studios, whilst you do heavy-duty voiceover IP. And with that, I'm going to hand you back to Mr. Randy Resnick and the band. Excellent. Uh, thank you, James. And by the way, I have a new domain name. You can, if you want to know who I am, go to strictlybeta.com. I'm going to write a book about that, but the, for now, it just goes to my bio. David, I have a specific question that's kind of a non sequitur for you, which is when people, uh, we were talking about this earlier before we went live with the guys, um, that the thing come, the broadcast starts, it says there's a, there's a thing comes up about broadcasting when people are, are listening, apparently. And if, say, 700 people were suddenly listening, does that have an impact on the servers? It would, would it? Uh, it wouldn't have an impact at all on, um, on what's happening between the musicians in the session. Uh, whether it's one or 700, okay. basically 
when people, if you leave your session public, you can make it private so that no one can listen in, but if you leave it public so that people can listen to you, then what happens is as soon as the first person decides to listen to you, uh, we start, we, we automatically elect one of the applications, one of the musicians to serve up um, the broadcast of the audio that's happening in the session. And we do that based on you know who's got the best available bandwidth and computing horsepower to handle it and everything. So what will happen then is whatever you're hearing in your headphones, say Randy, your computer was the one doing it, then your computer would send a stream up to our Jamkazam servers, just a single stream, um, and uh, and it's compressed because uh, well anyway, so it's pretty it's a pretty small stream, so it'd be like a you know could be a 192k or whatever. It comes up to our servers, and then our servers will then turn around and broadcast that out and multicast it as many times as it needs to go out to all of the listeners, whether it's one, ten, or a thousand. Okay. And so there's no there's no additional burden placed, you know, essentially on the on the session. Okay. Uh, incidentally, I meant to show this in a slide, but I don't have a slide. But this is the set <laughs> this is my cabling setup. As you can see, and of course we have a there's a box for video capture which Jamkazam is running on another machine. And uh, let's see if yeah he's here. Dennis, it's a little confusing that you have that that uh, funny name, but uh, it's Jay Leno or Jay Leno actually I think Jay it's supposed Leno. to be. Jay Leno is from, your... from South Carolina. Right, great. South Carolina, Myrtle anyway, Beach. Anyway, is everybody ready? Let's see. Perry, you still with us? Yes, I am. Okay, Paul? Yep. Okay, so uh, this time we're going to go 3,800 miles to Flor Clearwater, Florida. I think it's Clearwater. Uh, South Carolina. So, ah, sorry, I'm confusing with somebody else. Okay. South Carolina. Well, same thing for us Northerners. Yeah. <laughs> no, same thing for us Europeans. Um, so uh, Dennis is going to play a track, and uh, I'm not going to do too much. I might a note or two of organ, but mostly this is going to be Pear and Paul, and we'll see what happens. So we've got thousands of miles between us. Anytime you're ready, Dennis, go ahead.
So what, what was the city in uh, North Carolina? Myrtle Beach in South Carolina. Myrtle Beach. I've got the map up, so I'm trying to. Uh, yes. Okay. Wonderful Myrtle Beach. And the directions to we're going to go to search nearby. Directions from. Typing Bordeaux, France. So here we go. 15 hours of plane trip. Boy, that's latency. 15 hours. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good, really. So, yeah, I was a little confused. I want to mention, too, I uh, used to have a guitar synthesizer that used MIDI, and MIDI's got lag. Does anybody, anyone, you guys might know, how much lag does MIDI have? Several milliseconds, certainly. And the MIDI signal itself. So that, that thing took a lot of getting used to, and I'm willing to bet, and maybe they're with us today, that some of the musicians who have been playing long enough on Jam Kazam or other platforms are so used to the latency that they can actually play with it if it's if it's if it's um, up there around in the 60s or 70s. I'll bet there are people who can almost pretty much play the music the way it should be played. No comments. Okay. I think you could ask yeah, you could ask Paul Downs about that because I know Paul in the UK is constantly playing with people in the United States. I don't know how he does it, but he does. <laughs> I don't recommend it, but he does. And uh, well, so that's a secret, Paul. Um, very good question. I don't know. I don't really notice it. It's. Um, I think you probably notice it if I recorded it mm -hmm. via the Jam Kazam app. Um, and then tried to play it back. I could probably hear it, but I don't actually seem to notice that much latency. It, it's strange. I, I can't explain why. I'm even sure David may know more than me on that. Well, I have a question too for you, David, that I didn't realize this the first couple of days, that when you record, apparently uh, you guys do a resync. That's the processing time. Is that it? So that the, I was told anyway, I didn't hear proof of it, that uh, once you record something, with say two or three people, that that preparation that takes sometimes up to 30 minutes or so, the when you listen to the file, then it's synced. Is that correct? You do some kind of processing. Uh, we do some processing, but it's not it's not really aimed at syncing. Um, we actually are going to put some stuff in that lets you do that if you want to. But what what happens is you immediately have access when you do a recording to what's mixing on your application, which is really your live kind of raw audio, your high-quality non-streamed audio that's coming through your audio interface with the streamed audio from all of the other musicians. And so you can immediately listen to the master mix of that and get access to that recording that way. Um, but after you're done and after you leave the session, uh, the app runs in the background, and what it will do is it will take the the high quality raw audio that was captured by each musician's audio interface, um, compress that still at very high quality, um, upload all of the stems or tracks that each person was playing to our server. It will mix that into a new uh, master mix um, and then download the high quality stems and high quality master mix to everybody's computer who was in the session which gets rid of any um, blemishes or audio artifacts or audio degradation in the quality that would happen from the real-time streaming process. So you end up with something kind of as good as what you would do in a home studio, just automatically. Yeah, and it does sound pretty good. I've, I've actually sort of found the tracks on my PC and then loaded them into sort of Pro Tools 
and just nudge them left and right a little bit. And yeah, it sounds really good. Exactly. I think people are starting to do long distance recording uh, where they're having, where they're using Jam Kazam to lay down tracks uh, on top of other stuff that they're doing. So people who are in studios and, you know, and whatnot are in fact using Jam Kazam to do that now. Because even if there's a lot of delay, for example, from Bordeaux to South Carolina, <clears throat> Randy, if you were to play a track and then uh, Dennis were, were to play along with that from South Carolina, he'd be playing behind it by a consistent amount of latency. And so he'd be playing exactly on top of what he's hearing from you, um, which would have latency, but he'd be playing exactly on top of that. So when you went and grabbed the high-quality stem that he produced, you could then drop that into Pro Tools or Ableton or whatever DAW you like to use and just shift it over by that amount of latency, and it would line up perfectly, and you'd have bingo. You know, you'd, you'd have what you need um, without having to fly him over or you know do other things. So it's it's pretty it's pretty cool, and you can do more real-time kind of collaborative work in recording from long distances in that way with the app as well. Yeah, I've done that in other situations where you've got maybe a different sources of recording and um, the same thing and. It's funny because that was very difficult to do on tape because tape is physical and it, it can shift imperceptibly and so on. Whereas most, I've never, well, maybe in a movie if it's two hours long, there may be some problems. But usually if you have an audio recording, even on one of the Zoom things that doesn't cost very much, uh, that uh, actually is very easily syncable with, uh, between several sources. Just like if you think of people at a concert filming with different cameras and how you can go and mix those and synchronize them could actually synchronize them with a better quality music. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we weren't recording locally. I have a rec local recording that's working. Uh, for some reason, the pot on the application, this has never happened before, but today, of course, it went to zero by itself, <laughs> and I wasn't looking at it. Uh, this is not a physical thing, so I couldn't see it over there. Uh, so we're going to play one other thing, and I don't know what we are going to play. I have. Uh, I did show, because I'm showing my screen, you can see that, that uh, you can load a track and this is how this was done. This is how Pear and Dennis were doing it, I think, uh, although maybe they were using a mixer. But here's the track here, and it has – I'm going to put this on for just a second so you can see what happens. The track will play, and I've got a local pod here that deals with that. So, so that's one way to do it. The other way to do it is to open uh, – there's also a metronome, which I apparently is fairly recent. And then you can also re open any recording you've made. So I've got a couple of recordings here. I have no idea what this is, but it's coming, going to come up in a second. Pops up. Ooh, what is that? Oh, here's what we were talking about, in fact, right? This is a multi-track. Hmm. I'm impressed. I have no idea what this is going to sound like, but... Only one person was playing, and we were recording. I don't know what that was. Anyway, yeah, but that's so an interesting. Come guitarist again. It's worth yeah. To wait. There's always too many guitars, and there's no good way to put the sheet music in front of them to shut them up either, as the old joke goes. Uh, okay, so let's do something. Is um, everybody still here, right? Yeah. So let's yeah. let's do yep. uh, what what other tracks? 
We have the F Blues. Let's. We tried that. Didn't ah, we? that's a good idea. Let's try the F Blues and it'll be recorded locally so I can give people an idea of what this stuff sounds like. I'm ready. Are you? In fact, yeah, just a second. I was going to say that for the local recording, it would I could play the track, but uh, go ahead and start it, and Paul, you and I will take turns or whatever. You can start this time, Paul, because okay. I don't want to not, you know, no coin tosses here. So <laughs> pair, whenever you guys are ready, go ahead. Thank you. 
Excellent. Well, this has been a really interesting experience. I want to underline the fact that I've met some really, really nice people on uh, on Jam Kazam, uh, and it's surprising only because I'm on so many social networks that, you know, it's true that uh, we're all musicians, so that helps, uh, but it's just been amazing, and uh, all of the three people here, for example, have had really interesting things to say about Jam Kazam itself. Um so I don't know. Maybe we should run through and just get a really quick uh, comment on how they even got here. Pear, if you don't mind, how did you discover Jam Kazam? Um, another Dane um, sought people for it, and he didn't know it either. And so I went on, and we are promoted in, in, in promoting in Denmark all that we can. I guess we are about 50 users now. And that's uh, a lot for a small country. It is. It is. That's great. Paul, what about you? Um, well, I found Jam Kazan sort of indirectly through somebody else's post. Um, it wasn't somebody I, I even knew, I don't think. Um, but, I mean, I just love it because I work sort of strange hours. So I can come in whatever time. And there's usually somebody on I can just have a play with, have a chat with. It's uh, great. And I can only thank the team at Jam Kazan for such a brilliant piece of software absolutely great so that leaves dennis yes absolutely Stage social media found uh haven't looked back since i've been on that's very cool um I notice, again, while the joking about guitar players, maybe guitar players are the most common instrument, like the accordion of the 60s or something. Uh, but the fact is that, um, and this is to you, Dennis, uh, the fact is that you, there aren't that many drummers on. So it's that's, good that you're true. set up and know what you're doing uh, that, technically. That's, that's very true, but uh, it, it, is, it is becoming uh, widely known. Gonna, it's going to take off. Well, I think the only reason that there's so few drummers on is that there's really no place to hold the vodka bottle. <laughs> or was it gin? It's been a long time since I played with a drummer. <laughs> and the no, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a great program. I mean, there are some issues. Even the social part. Social thing, especially around the world. Great, uh, all the other night. Yeah, it's, it is. It's uh, it's amazing. Yeah, I like that aspect of it too, and I'm looking forward to using it a lot. So, um, other than <laughs> bringing up all our support issues, which we won't right now, uh, let's see if uh, if David wants to share any exciting new things that are maybe going to be happening. Or not exciting. I don't know. Anything Anything we should be looking for? In the next I think he's changing his shirt tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. we, we try to do as many boring things as possible. Um, uh, we've got a couple things coming up that are that are very cool. Um, you know, I think in terms of support issues, you know, this stuff is hard, and we're a small team, and we're just kind of getting rolling, so we know there are support issues, and uh, we do our best to knock them down as they come up. Uh, but, 
but absolutely uh, <laughs> there have to be. Um, I think in terms of things that we're excited about that are near term, um, we're planning to announce something called Jam Tracks in another week or two, which will be a, a culmination of a lot of effort uh, for us. I think right now what you what you get into on the service um, is sessions that are completely unstructured. And so if you're a musician who's capable of getting in and just jamming like you guys were doing on the Blues Jam, that's awesome. Um, not everybody's comfortable with that, and some people like a little bit more structure. Uh, so jam tracks are cool. They're 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 multi-track recordings, um, where just like that recording that you opened, um, we have we have sourced a professionally made um, multi-track recordings of a lot of popular music um, by groups like you know ACDC and Zeppelin and the Beatles and Stevie Ray Vaughan and you name it, and um, and you can buy those for $1.99 each, and then, you know, you have complete control over it. You can mute or unmute any part. So if you wanted to play the bass part, you could solo just the bass part and listen to that and figure it out and play along with it. Then you could turn around and mute out the bass part and have all the other parts play, and you basically have Stevie Ray Vaughan sitting there to play with, which is really cool. Um, just in the privacy of your own home alone, you could practice and play with a band, even if you don't have a band that way. Uh, and then you can actually go online with those and do what you guys were doing where, you know, if Pear jumped in on the bass in Denmark, you could just mute out the bass part and he could play that part while you're, for example, playing the guitar part. So we think that's going to be uh, pretty popular and fun. Um, and then I think the next thing after that, the next really big thing after that will be video, which is not far away. And as one of the participants on the Hangout mentioned, like, sorry, I can't remember who did, uh, WebRTC is a great tech, you know, for video, and we've integrated WebRTC into Jam Kazam. So soon you'll actually be able to do this, uh, you know, with full video, kind of like a Google Hangout, but with really high quality, really low low latency audio natively in the Jam Kazam application, which will be, I think, a lot of fun for everybody. That's really interesting. You're not worried, apparently, that um, the video will cause bandwidth problems. Well, you know, video, right now we've had people trying to run Skype or Google Hangouts, you know, on the same box that they're running the Jam Kazam app to get video into their sessions, and sure. that stomps, they stomp on each other horribly, and it does create, you know, massive audio quality and latency problems and everything else. So, um, so yeah, I mean, you, you can for sure run into bandwidth problems. Um, I mean, shoot, some people on low-end DSL, you know, in the country, you know, in remote areas can run into bandwidth problems even just with audio. Uh, but I think I think video will be useful. There, there are a lot of sessions that are just two people or three people, and there, there are a ton of people who have plenty of bandwidth to be able to do that. Um, and, uh, and I think also, from our view, video will be great for delivering music lessons using Jam Kazam. We've got a lot of, a lot of people in our community who teach music, because um, a lot of people who play also teach, uh, have asked us a lot for video so that they can start to deliver music lessons via Jam Kazam because they've, they've tried Skype and Google Hangouts and that doesn't really work for them. That might even, actually that's maybe one of the most interesting uh, applications you've mentioned so far in that yeah. it doesn't, because you're not necessarily playing together all the time, so you hear play this, da 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 mm -hmm. and, and yeah. that, yeah, doesn't have a problem with latency. So yeah, mm -hmm. that would be video, audio, uh, good voice quality, which is not always the case on the, some of the other platforms. Yeah. Um, that, if you tailor it, I assume you guys will come up with some interesting ways to make it 
really good for teaching, and that, that's a very, very interesting application to it because it's not bothered by the latency mostly. Excellent. Okay, anybody have any questions? Yes, I have one, uh, Randy. Yeah. When video comes, that's not uh, good for you. You told me you were always playing naked. That's that's true. It is a big problem. Plus, my harem in the other room might come ah. in once in a while. Yeah. But besides that, uh, anybody have any questions for David Wilson on uh, Jam Kazam before we terminate this? No, I think terminate's I'm, an ugly word. I'm okay. You're okay? Yeah, I, I, I ask questions, and uh, David or Seth is there straight away online. You I, folks all know each other anyway, right? I mean, you've probably all three of you have spoken to David before. Not, I've not actually spoken to him, only via, um, you know, the forum. Uh, you forum, know, if, right. I've, if I've had a, a problem or something I wanted to know about. And even though I'm in the UK, I seem to get answers really quickly. Yeah. And no matter what time of day. Yep. Wow. So support is good. All right, yeah, check excellent. off that box. Good. Anything else, anybody? Well, I want to thank all of uh, the musicians who played, and even thank you even more for those who didn't play, because it could have been really horrible if you were all playing. Uh, well, thank you. We'll be back, uh, meaning this. Uh, everybody involved here will be seeing you guys online. David, you'll probably be hearing from me. And thanks to everybody in the Hangout uh, who did all their parts very nicely. Hey, that was the bleeding edge of the IP communications and VoIP community. We're at VUC.me on the web. Thanks to Simwood.com, who can turn you as a developer into a telco. Our hosted PBX is provided by OnSIP.com. The site at VUC.me is on Bluehost.com. ZipDX.com for our wideband, full-featured conference bridge. And our local rate dial-ins are from Voxphone.com. Every Friday, 12 noon Eastern Time, see you next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.